Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Barrow Market Podcast, which I seem to have taken over for, for a bit. <laughs> I'm Itamar Sulovic from Honey & Co., and I'm here in the market on a glorious October day with the writer of the new Barrow Market book, Angela Clutton. Hi, Isamar. It is very weird being the guest, not the host. Being on the other side of the <laughs> microphone. Well, I promise you I will give you back your seat as soon as this is over. I don't know why they prefer you to me, and that's it now. No, there's no chance of that. There's no chance of that. I'm sure that they will all be clamoring to get you back, Angela. But uh, I think they will be even more so because they'll know a little bit more about you. Normally, you sort of, you always sort of highlight other people's work in this podcast, but actually we're shining a light a little bit on, on your work, which is tremendous. So uh, I've learned a few things about you getting ready for this podcast, but you studied ancient history. Well, yes. I think studied is probably pushing <laughs> <laughs> pushing the definition of the word studied a little Skin bit. Fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dip yeah. your toes. Dip my toes. Um, yeah. So I did classics at Edinburgh, but I have to say this honestly in case there's someone listening who was like my tutor. I didn't finish the degree. I got chucked off and I did a general arts degree instead because the thing was, I was it's not just that I was lazy and watching this morning, although it was a little bit that. I was obsessed with theatre. Theatre was my thing at that point. Okay. Food is very much a second career for me. So I went to Edinburgh, obsessed by theatre, doing loads and loads of productions. And so my degree did slightly suffer for that. But yeah, I think but then it, you sort of, you, you parlayed that into a career in theatre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I did for a you know, I did for a long time yeah. before discovering that actually food was food was my calling. No, but this for me, if you if you draw a little Venn diagram of history, theatre, and food, then at the centre of it, finding Borough Market feels very natural. Yeah, do you know I've never really thought of it quite like that. I, I for me, it, it became very obvious because yeah. you know that this market is such a you know, is so connected with, with London and actually British history, the pageantry and the kind of like performance of the market is one of the biggest draw in the world, you yeah. know, uh, and food, obvious. So if you draw these three circles, I think there's very few places that will encapsulate these three fascinations. Yeah, that's very deep and insightful, this one. And I think it's... Is I think, it? Yes, I think it is. I think I feel like I'm being analysed. <laughs> no, now. nobody's ever accused me of being deep or analytical. <laughs> no, but, but I think I think that's a really good point. You know, when I started working in food, I was uh, pretty focused on food history, um, rather than the recipe development and things which kind of came afterwards. And it was because I, from my classics, although I kind of been slightly flippant about my degree, I was and am very interested in what... Uh, history generally but also food and food culture tell you about people place and time and you're absolutely completely right that those things connect right around Borough Market in every stall and every you know good and every bit of the London skyline you can see you know one of the things that I love most about Borough I think is where it is now I love I love that we're bang in the middle of the city. Yeah. I love that we're right by London Bridge. We're right by the Thames. Like you can almost smell it. Yeah. The Shard is right there. It's it's a great place place to be. And then you feel the history, and then you have all the wonderful stalls. So yeah, I'm gonna nick that from you. That's really right. I think yeah, I think it, it was very sort of obvious to me. 
So tell us a little bit about how your your path crossed with Bar Market and how did you become so involved in the market life? It was uh, the cookbook club initially for me. So we have a cookbook club which has been running for just coming up to six years. And that was my very first awareness really of what it would be like to be part of Borough Market. And we started the cookbook club um, with a no idea really, was anyone going to want to be part of it? What were these things going to be? And the cookbook club kind of just hit straight away. And happily loads of people joined and people still do and it became something which was a real place of community for the market and for the people who came so the basic premise was that we would gather together here at the market we'd choose a book we did one of your books yeah we did yeah, um yeah. at home is that at right home, yeah, okay, yeah. we did at That's home right yeah, okay yeah. so let's use that as an example yeah so uh 15 or 20 people would have turned up to the at home event uh, tickets to which would have flown out like goodness knows what. And they do, they sell out oh in, my goodness. in seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and everybody would have brought something they'd made from Honey and Coat at home. Uh, you weren't there, so it wasn't there. Um, and everyone would have just talked about why they loved it, how they felt about the book, how they felt about the recipe, and they were just, it became, it was about the food, but it became about so much more than just the food. It became about, you know, it became about people sharing yeah. and the food was a lever into it. Yeah. Um, and it was, was and is just this wonderful kind of sharing experience. And I have loved every moment of six years and can't wait to kind of carry on doing more at the cookbook club. But that was the initial thing for me. And everything else kind of with Borough Market kind of grew from there. So I was very lucky to be asked to do some demos in the market um, and then doing the podcast yeah. and and then this you know, this lovely book which we're here to you know, talk about as yeah. well so like I, I just want to say that this is it's not your first book you had the, your previous book fantastic vinegar cupboard won every conceivable award and very justifiably uh it's a fantastic book and i'm i'm sure that you know that everybody knows it and loves it but we want to stay on this book and you describe in the intro a very sort of sweet moment that kind of like fused you into the market tell, tell a little yeah, bit yeah yeah so um that. in the market hall just out the way um we had this wonderful kind of demo kitchen set up and yeah you, so in the morning you come and you, you go around shopping buy a load of produce and then cook things up uh, for the audience for shoppers um, and again it's really about engagement that's so much about what the heart of the market is it's about engaging with the community whether that means shoppers or people who live locally or London or the country or you know wider still um, but in those cooking demo moments it's about connecting with those people who are right in front of you and I remember doing one and I had made uh, I think it, I think it's plum I, 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 I was doing a plum ice cream or something um, and I was talk, banging on as I do about why these plums are so fabulous and why they were going to make what I was making so fabulous and this lady in the crowd kind of called out and asked me which stall I'd gotten them from and so I shouted out and told her which stall I got them from and she beetled off and then like came back 10 minutes later kind of waving her brown paper bag because she'd been and she'd bought them and she's going to go home and she's going to make the recipe and it is just that absolute connection which really made me just fall head over heels in love with Borough Market. And, yeah, you, and those kind of moments happen over and over and over. And uh, I hope we, in the book, managed to get some of that across about how those moments of connection happen and that people can even feel some of that in the book. 
I mean, it's a very small moment, but actually it's very layered because, you know, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw someone cooking plums. I went to buy the plums, fine, whatever. But actually, we buy plums at the supermarket wrapped in a hundred layers of plastic. We don't know what they taste like. We don't know anything about them. This whole interaction of someone saying to us, these plums are amazing, buy them, is gone from our life. And the thing um, was, it was, she was so excited. Yeah. And that, and that, and so you know, that was sort of contagious, yeah. almost. And 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 as you say, you know, she was. It, it, it's a way of shopping which you know most of us don't really get the chance yeah. to do. And it, and so yeah, it's, it's that connection which is really powerful. Yeah. No, I, I I love that little story and I love that moment. And it, and for me, it's kind of like beautiful gateway to this book, uh, which is again a, 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 such a fantastic premise. Again, I said you always shine a light on other people's work, and this in this book is, you know, shining a massive light on on the people that work in the market. It's it's about them. Yeah, I mean, the so whole... tell us a little bit about the premise of the book. Yeah, so, and I how mean, it came to to pass. So this is Borough Market's third book, second cookbook. Yeah. So uh, Ed Smith. Fantastic wrote. book. Fantastic yeah. book. Uh, lovely, lovely Ed did the first cookbook, which came out three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Gorgeous book. Um, and then Mark Ridway did um, a history book called Edible Histories, which came out a yeah. couple of years ago. So which this actually is like everybody super, needs to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you dip in and out. It's yeah. fantastic. And it's on a small, you know, it's not a huge, yeah, it's a good you know, overwhelming yeah, book. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. So Borough, I think, felt it was time to do another cookbook. Um, and happily for me, I had the huge you know, honor and privilege that they talked to me about what we might do. Um, and how the whole thing might come together. And we felt very strongly we wanted to do what you just said, Itamar, and really kind of shine a light on the traders who are the heart and soul of the market, but also to try and get across, to corral and convey just the sheer breadth of knowledge that they have on all those stalls. These people know so much. And it's trying to find a way just to get, you can't get it all, but to try and kind of, you know, get a little bit of it and get it in the book. And I think also help people, it sounds a bit patronizing, help people understand, but to really encourage people to want to understand where their food comes from. Yeah, you know, we talk about good food. What does that even mean? So it's thinking about the way food is made, where it comes from, you know, why are some things more expensive than others? It's rarely, certainly here, because someone's making an enormous amount of money from doing it. It's because you know, the time and the care and the skills and often the heritage that have gone in to making those things. And so it's trying to open up people's minds and maybe kitchens to the breadth of ways they can think about shopping cooking if they're in the lucky position of being able to make those choices. Obviously not everyone can make those amount of food yeah. choices, but if you can make those food choices, I think you have a bit of responsibility to do it well. Yeah. And we want to try and show what does well mean. Yeah. And and I think it's very it's like you said we don't we we don't all have the opportunity to buy a bag. We don't all have the access to that knowledge. And this is where this book comes in for me that you know maybe you buy a salmon from a you know from from Sainis in a pack but you can still have access yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah you know, the idea of what you can do with it. Why is it good? I, I, I thought it was really beautiful. I love the name as well. I know it's good. Which that? is very tongue-in-cheek for Londoner because the knowledge is obviously yeah. 
that famous book of uh, cab drivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Borough Market, the knowledge. I think it, it is. It's really uh, good. I think I think it gets it across. It is very London. You know, I said a few moments ago. I really feel that where we are is such a huge part of what makes the market so vibrant and so uh, unique. You know, being in the heart of London, and so calling it the knowledge is a nice nod. Yeah. It's a nice nod to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the pre-Uber days of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. And this book is, uh, yes, recipes, fantastic recipes as well. I want to ask you if you I have a few kind of like highlights of my own. Uh, but also that, that knowledge, those stories. Um, and it's a very nice book, like I said before, to dip in and out of. You know, you can definitely reach out and you'll be like, okay, five clams. Let's see what's yeah, happening yeah, there. Yeah, yeah five, you know, uh, crustaceous, five bitter leaves, let's see, let's expand, you know, it's, and, you know, of course, needless to say, very beautifully produced. Well, I really think this is an astonishingly really nice. beautiful book, which yeah. I can say because obviously I didn't photograph it, I didn't design it, so I can, this is not me bigging me up. Yeah. This is a beautifully made book. Kim Lightbody, do you know Kim? No. Kim Lightbody yes, did yeah, the photos. Oh man, I mean, I really think she has smashed it. Her photos of the market are so evocative. Yeah. Of if you know the market, you will feel it. If you don't know the market, you will feel it. It's like being. Um, and her photos of the recipes are amazing too. Dave Brown uh, designed it, and I think he did a gorgeous job. I love the yellow of the cover. Yeah. Um, we had a lovely, lovely team on the recipe shoots. Kitty Coles and Tabitha Hawkins. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, we really, really had a lovely team who all worked so hard, but there is one person at the market who actually should get an enormous amount of credit for the way it looks with the whole thing. It's a lady called Claire Ford, who is so much behind so much of making this book happen and so many of the decisions, the way it looks and putting things together. It's a, every, well, do you know, every cookbook is a team effort. I would yeah. say this one more than most, yeah. it feels like it, but it's a real, a real collaboration. So tell us a little bit of the things that you've learned in the making of this book. Give us some of the knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Pressure. Right. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Just uh, tell us a no, little no, bit I'm about joking. how the yeah, structure yeah. of the book works yeah. and then you'll come from there. So we are breaking it down into families of trader. So we have fishmongers, butchers, greengrocers, fruiterers, dairy and bakery. Uh, and then woven between those are two store cupboard chapters. And so the fishmongers chapter, all of them, they have the knowledge in interviews, but also Q&As. There are the fives that like you picked out, like the five clams, five crustaceans, which, is, which are beautifully photographed yeah, again, yeah. really dynamic. And it's just a nice way, of, you know, what are you know, different kinds of clams and when are they in season and what would you do with them? Um, and then sometimes the traders have given us just a little tip. You know, one of the ones in cheese, in um, dairies, one of the cheese guys, talking about how to store cheese at home. It's a paragraph, but an incredibly useful paragraph for people to kind of know, you know, how they can help the life and flavor of their cheese to the best they can at home. So how do you store it? Sorry, how do you see? You've got to look in the book. You've got to look in the book. Uh, I think sense. it's all about the paper. It's all about the yeah. wax paper and getting out the fridge early. So it's practical stuff like that. So there are there are larger pieces uh, like Max at Furnace Fish talking about you know, 
the issues really around fishing and farming and there's, there's, there's a lot there that's really interested if you're interested in those kind of things about how the sustainability of some aspects of fish and then we have uh, you know, the butchery chapter thinking about uh, how you can use different breeds of animal and the flavour profiles and different cuts and all those things but then you have as I say you know different traders coming in in different ways and bringing their voices out so some of it is a bit of a read in a good way yeah. only a couple of pages so you can really kind of you know, get into it tuck in at night with a hot chocolate and you know, read a couple of pages about something but also some of them are real quick just a little tip dropped in a little gift really yeah I yeah, think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. nice and like how to store bread and yeah, how to how to skin a fish fillet that's one of my favourite words that I think you know People don't know how to do that. And these are skills which are pretty easy, really, if you just yeah, have yeah. the confidence of your max at furnished fish, just saying, you know, get the knife in there with the edge and mainly have a good knife and be confident and pretty much you're going to be okay. But even just knowing that, and there's a bit more to it in the book, but just knowing the basics, I think hopefully will set people on the way of just being a little more kitchen confident about some things maybe yeah. they weren't before. Yeah. And this is how... You know, I'm always, uh, you know, thinking about sort of it takes a village, right? Yeah. And you would learn to cook maybe from your parents, from your friends. A lot of us learn to cook from, from cookbooks. Yeah. But actually a lot of what we know comes to us from the people that make the food, that sell the food. They have, you know, kind of a really fine knowledge. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so much. Um, and hats off to Claire Finney who worked on a lot of those trader interviews yeah. and things. And Claire, she's done wonderful pieces of market life for the market for years. And she is so good at drawing out from people what are the key things and the interesting things to know. And so Claire Finney, again, takes the village, you know, done an amazing job on the, all those aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, favorite three recipes? Okay, I'm gonna go for ones that are pretty personal. Yes. One, I. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. Okay. Favorite three recipes and why? Okay. Discuss. So I wanted to choose recipes which showcase the produce and showcase some of the knowledge that comes out in the book, but also, like, this is not a textbook. You know, this is a proper cookbook. I yeah, want yeah. to be in people's lives, and so it was really important to me that a lot of the recipes, most of the recipes, really, kind of really connect with me and my life and the way. James and I eat at home and the kind of foods that we have and be, be reflective of that as well as being reflective of the market. Um, so one of the recipes I am very, very fond of is for our bread smoky croquettes. Oh yeah, I saw that. I clocked that. Yes. They are really, really, really nice. And so it kind of fits in with the Arbro Smokies that you can get here at Oak and Smoke. But I had those for the first time in a little village on the uh, coast of Scotland in Fife where my mum used to live. And we used to go to the farmer's market with my mum. When I do, I'd left home and she was living on her own. And we'd go to the farmer's market and Arbro smokers were there, you know, on their racks, you know, being smoked in the market. It was incredible. And so I had, so I, they first kind of entered my orbit there with my mum in her local farmer's market. And so then discovering them here and I made the croquettes for the first time for our 10th wedding anniversary. We had a little party, which my mum couldn't come to, but it was a nice sort of you know, connection thing. So again, I think a lot of my stuff is always about connections. And so that is one for me, which is absolutely delicious. So you have this lovely kind of 
sort of, I was going to say mushy, but that's a horrible word. No, just silky, creamy. I'd Let's say. give creamy, creamy, yeah. creamy, silky. So you're yeah. very good. Inside of the Arbroath Smoky with some horseradish and other things, this lovely sauce with this lovely kind of crispy out covering. Sounds so amazing. Good. So, so, so good. Uh, so I'm going to go for that one. Uh, we also have a, a gammon. Going to go for the gammon. Oh, we like yeah, gammon. Yeah, the gammon. Like gammon. So uh, boiled with all the spices and treacle and everything in there and then glazed. And the glaze is really whatever kind of market jam or mustards or things you kind of you know, have around yeah. that you want to make your glaze out of. And, it's and gammon for me is a real butcher's thing like you'd yeah. go to a butcher yeah. to get their gammon yeah and a bone in you know yeah. really beautiful and we never have Christmas without we, we making that yeah. so yeah that's something which really so much nicer of... than turkey as well yeah, yeah. well we have the turkey as well we have the turkey as well you have turkey and yeah, gammon yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. big family you know okay uh so that's that's one which is very much kind of me logging something which is just something I do every every Christmas Eve you know I do do my gammon so that's re I really love having that in there but I should choose something which is more just like a great recipe rather than just something I love I'm gonna open the book right let's hey this you've just accidentally opened oh okay the book on this is the page that's gonna get splattered in my house <laughs> and that's the apple snow apple snow which is, is sounded I've never heard of it no way is it a very traditional thing yeah 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 it yeah. sounds amazing yeah it's really lovely so it's cooking apples which are all kind of lovely and fluffy when you cook them down and it's a lovely, elegant dessert with these fennel and rose water, little kind of shortbread biscuits yeah. on the side oh, with like some rose petals. So it's like an apple mousse type, almost. Kind of. It's yeah. much lighter than that. Yeah. I mean, snow is a really good name for it. Yeah. It's really just so light and kind of ethereal. It's really, really lovely and really easy. Yeah. And again, I, quite a nice Christmassy one, probably. Yeah. I, I, there are many recipes that I clocked, but this one I said, this is the first that we try because yeah. it's good. there's something about the name sounded like you'd know what it's going to feel like yeah you yeah. know what it's going to taste like let's have a look so further. yeah i'm glad that you accidentally yeah 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 this i mean i i'm very pleased i mean it sounds a horrible kind of thing to say but i'm really really chuffed with the recipes and, you should be and i know i'm going to cook loads of them myself but actually i've just come across one which i will talk about because i didn't do all the recipes so we reached out. So we're sitting here, or the hub and bub of the noise is Borough Market Kitchen. Yeah. And we reached out to four of the traders who have stalls here in Borough Market, the hot food traders, and asked them to contribute recipes. Which, again, I think is a really lovely way of fully embracing the Borough Market community. Um, and so we have one here, the one I just happened to open, it's the Mungdal Dozer with tomato chutney from Horn, oh. okay, please, which is just over there. And that, that's super. Uh, I would, yeah. would I make dosa? I mean, you tell me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah? of course. Yeah, well, well, I mean. I feel it's very specialist subject. Or well, is it not? I, I think it, I think it can be. And when you see the guys that's still doing it, you know, they've got the proper, you know, what's it, and it all is very yeah. kind of cool and fast and amazing. But I think it's quite nice to be able to have a go at it at home. Yeah, yeah. And Horn OK were you know, very generous and kind of breaking it down in a way of how could you do it at home if you did want to. So it's um, Borough Queen of Puddings. That's really nice. I mean. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. Okay. Discuss. Let's talk what about this? this. Okay. So I've just turned the page too. The deep celeriac potato and gruyere pie. Oh, wow. Hot water pastry. Amazing. Uh, it is very, very deep and it is filled with diced celeriac and potato, fresh mushrooms, dried mushrooms, gruyere. It is so good. 
I probably need to stop saying this, but my James, who you know, uh, he's a big meat eater. Like we eat, we eat a lot of meat at home, proudly so. Like we yeah. love eating meat. But this pie, like it is his absolute. Could we? Like, could you do that one? Could you do the? But he would definitely say that's his yeah. favourite recipe yeah. in the whole book. It is because there's the two kinds of mushroom and the Gruyere. It's like got all that lovely umami going on. And hot water pastry. And it's a pie, and it's hot water pastry. Oh, it's the best things. Which is so easy to use, so easy to work with, isn't it? So, yeah, that's a real win. And a great picture. How great is that picture? On the podcast, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but how no, great is I that mean, picture? No, I mean, people should, should get it and see yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay, one last question, and that is this. What do you want to be for people to get out of this book? Oh. What do you want them to be left with? That's really lovely. I want people to feel a connection with the market, whether they come every week, they've been once, or they're still hoping to be able to come at some point. I, wherever they sit on that spectrum, I want them to feel it. Um, I really want people to cook from it, as we all do with our cookbooks. And, I just hope it makes people think a little bit about their food choices, where they buy their food, what it is they're buying, and just maybe just take just take half a beat and think, yeah, what are these choices I'm making? What are the impact of them? And maybe maybe you know, change some choices if they think they need to. Beautiful. Have you shown the book already to any of the traders? I think some people have seen it. I haven't seen anyone with it. It's very hot off the presses. So we're in that exciting stage. This is this only arrived yeah. the other night. So we're in that exciting stage of it only just kind of being out there in the world. So we're talking when it's still two weeks before publication. So we're only just like you. Your copy is like yeah, arrived today. Three or four that's out in the big wide world. Like I know, I know they're hardly out there. So it's a uh, it's exciting to start to kind of show it to people. Well, I'm sure they're going to be so chuffed with it. Thank you. It's I'm sure as as they should be and you should be. Thank you. Angela, this is me handing the microphone back to you. <laughs> Thank you for having me here as guest host on the podcast, oh. if this is what I am. Yes, I you know. are, you are. And Ishmael, okay. thanks so much. What a complete joy to it's talk with you. a pleasure and, and, an and also to sit with you in Borough Market. So nice really on nice. this gorgeous day. Yeah. Thank you, Ishmael. Pleasure.